The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show. It's the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And you know, I always start to show up, let you know a little bit about, at least from my perspective, what matters to me. And uh, you know, some of my experiences, and sometimes it's just things that I've experienced and a little wisdom that I want to share with others. But certainly, the, this show today, I want to talk about what matters to me and. I'm going to say what matters to me is that players are always helping players. A, a generation of the past is helping a generation of the future. That's, that's the way the game is going to sustain itself. That's the way that all the intangibles that come along with sports is going to be shared with everybody in the world. Because those, when, you, when those who've played the game in the past can help those who, who are going to play this game in the future who are going to have to go out and be the role models of today and tomorrow, it's all going to make the world a much, much, much better place. There are so many things that we learn that, you know, we don't learn in the classroom, but we learn certainly in the locker room and then on the field. And we take those out and, and we share those with the younger guys. And it's just, it's exciting. So, so I guess you could imagine that I must have had one of those moments must have been one of those weekends for me where I got a chance to, to, to go out and, and relive my dream vicariously through, through some young players. And I got a chance to do that um, this, this weekend, um, basically because of a good friend, uh, a good friend who happens to be a, a former Dallas Cowboy. Can you believe that? I'm actually saying that. I, I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but, but that's the truth. Uh, a friend of mine here that I've made in the Valley since I've been here, Daryl Clark, as a matter of fact, Daryl used to do a show here with us here on, on Voice America Sports. But uh, Daryl has a, a camp that he works with uh, some kids um, down in uh, Casa Grande. And it's an area which I, I never visited. I never had a chance to visit at all. But uh, Casa Grande, is a, it's, a, it's not far. It's, it's east of Phoenix. Uh, it takes you a little bit of while. Uh, you know, for me, it's about, oh, from Gilbert, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, but it was just, I had a wonderful time. It's amazing. And I, I do it every now and then. Um, I should do it more often. Um, I've I'm, I'm been involved a, a couple years with a camp called Sound Mind, Sound Body, uh, with Guy Troop and the fellas up there in Michigan, which I'm working very, 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 very hard to bring that camp to the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio, uh, working with those folks there uh, in the city of Canton, shout out to the deputy mayor there, Fonda Williams, 
uh, talking to him about bringing that camp to Canton, Ohio, particularly there at the Hall of Fame Village. Uh, that is a proposed venture that is, is going to expand. The Hall of Fame is expanding. It should expand. As, as the, you get more inductees, you need to expand. And um, so I, I just, I, I was just, oh, I was kind of overwhelmed this weekend. I got to the point where I got, I went back and, you know, I had a relapse. And the next thing you know, I was out there and I was running some drills, or, you know, 100 degree plus weather out there. And um, it was just, it was great to see these kids put forth an effort. It was great to see somebody and see in their eyes the fact that they're looking at you and they're thinking what they could be. To know that somebody's looking at them. You know, many times when kids are young, we have no indication of what their hearts desire. We, you know, maybe it's, you know, the now, right now, what can I get right now? Some of that is happening in life right now for kids because everything's so fast and this, you know, instantaneous push a button, get what you want, information, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. But to actually have to work for something and know that you're not going to get it, the earliest you could possibly get it could be six years from now, seven years from now, ten years from now. But you're willing to put the work in and to see it in the eyes of these young men. And then beyond the eyes to see the effort that they're willing to put forth. To be there looking at you hanging on every word that you say. Because they think there's something that you're going to translate that they then can translate that from words to actions on the field and get somebody's attention like that. It was it was a great opportunity. I, I just really, really enjoyed it. Some other players were out there. J.D. Hill was out there. J.D. was there the day before I got there. J.D. was there on Friday, provided some great inspirational uh, messages and information for those young men. J.D. always does an outstanding job. There was quite a few other guys that were, that were out there. And, I, I, you know, it was just excited, you know, to see other guys out there who, uh, you know, who too, like me, was a young man that was hoping that one day that they would get a chance to play pro football. As I said, Daryl Clack was out there, Daryl, ASU grad, Dallas Cowboy. And Daryl was the one responsible for, for getting us all out there. Just did an outstanding job. Daryl, of course, now over at Cox Communications, doing a great job over there. As I said, he was here formerly with us here um, at Voice America. Big fella, Skip McClendon, Cincinnati Bengals. Skip and I was, uh, we was reminiscing. Skip and I, and, and of course, Clack, we go to church together. Um, and uh, shout out to Bishop Thomas. Um, and uh, it, it was interesting that uh, to see Big Skip in action because Skip, Skip is a big boy. Still got the passion. The big fellas, they don't lose the passion. Some people think the big fellas, are not, man, they, they, once they get on that field and they start smelling that grass, they get nasty. Skip is a nice man. He's nasty on the football field. Playing for them Cincinnati Bengals out there. And it's just, man, it was, it was good to see him. Uh, Bruce Hill was out there. Good to see Bruce. Uh, also ran into Bruce in church again. Uh, you know, Bruce is an uh, outstanding individual. Bruce, I remember, I think Bruce was at uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Bruce was at Tampa Bay. And um, we had a linebacker out there, an ASU linebacker, uh, Rodney Dillard was out there with us. And, uh, Mar- Mar- man, I can't forget the big fella. Marshawn Graves was out there. Uh, Marshawn played uh, out in Denver. I, I You know, I, I tried to forget that purposely, Marshawn. <laughs> But uh, Marshawn Graves was out there, former Denver Bronco and Indianapolis Colts. 
And, uh, of course, I was out there representing the Ohio State University, the Cleveland Browns, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we were sharing this information with these kids. See, I remember being a little kid. I remember being a high school football player. I remember, you know, being in Ken, Ohio, seeing the Hall of Fame game come through there. So I'm watching real pro players out there playing, you know, dressed in their uniform, going out to warm up because sometimes I couldn't get in the game. But, I, I, but I did, what I did not know is that pro players sometimes would go out and spend time with young high school students. See, that didn't happen to when I was in Canton, Ohio. You know, if, if those, I, I, my, I guess it was my fantasy moment where I was, you know, living in a dream and a moment was when the great Ronnie Harris, uh, 1968 Olympic gold medalist, you know, who was working out there and at the same uh, Camp Police Boys Club that I worked out in as a young kid. I wasn't really working out. I didn't know it, but I was I was honing my skills at a, at a young age and competing very you know at a very high level with those of my age group and a little bit older. And uh, but that's necessary to do. So perhaps maybe I was working out, just didn't know it. And so we would be doing that and Ronnie would be upstairs in the gym working out. And then of course you know, Ronnie went on and won the 68 Olympics, and he came over to came to my uh, grade school, uh, no longer in existence now. They've shut it down in Canton, Ohio, Wells Grade School. Uh, but he just simply tapped me on the head after I told everybody a lie that he was my cousin. You know we do that. But he simply tapped me on the head and said to me, hey, man, how's your mom doing? You know. Our families, my, my, my mom knew his, his, his mom and dad. They were the same age. But I didn't know that Ronnie knew. And I'm not sure that Ronnie even, Ronnie was just being nice. But that moment, that's all it was, was a, a tap on the head. Hey, how's your mom doing? And that inspired me. That person took the time out to put his hand on my head and speak a couple words to me. See, for all those people out there that think that you got to spend hours and hours and months and months and years and years with kids to have a real impact, you need consistently to have that. It doesn't have to be the same person all the time. It could be multiple people. But just, just bringing and spewing you know, positive things towards in that direction of that individual could do wonders for that person. And so I had my moment. And that's all I thought you needed because for me, that's, that all it, that's all it took for me. And then later on, of course, I, from, a, from a distance, I don't even know if he talked to me much. He might have said hello to me. Nick Weatherspoon was a first-round draft pick back in the day for the Washington Bullets. And I got a chance, you know, he went to the same high school. But players helping players, that, that's what it's all about. And I'm going to continue to talk about this through this entire show because that, that's what's necessary. It's the positive things that you do that can help players. I, I have to talk about, the reason why I have to talk about this is because there's a couple negative things that have been in the media over the weekend about some coaches. And I used to tease my good friend Nathan who, who worked here with me at, at Voice America about the importance of coaches. And I, you know, I'd just be, I'd just be ribbing him, you know, sticking it into, you know, just getting, you know, jabbing him a little bit. But no, I need a coach. You need coaches. I told you that last week. Shout out to Coach Hedricks up in heaven. 
See you when I get there, Coach. I ain't coming no time soon. I don't want to come no time soon, but I'm, I'm going to play for you when I get there. But, yeah, there's been some problems with some coaches who's made, they've made some bad mistakes. And, and one of them was highlighted on outside the lines. And, and of course, another one was a Buffalo Bills coach. But when a young person gets some positive vibes from somebody who's been there and done that, that's why I, I, I just got to speak to more players. I got to get more of us out there on the field because coaches see a difference when NFL players and NBA players and NBL players and hockey players, NHL players step into an arena where there are young people that desire to do what they're doing are all in the same place. Their energy level goes to a level with the coaches have never seen before in their lives. And they value that. And certainly those young men who have that opportunity to be with those professional athletes, they appreciate it. And I appreciate the effort that those young men, you know, displayed when they were out there on that practice field. Casa Gret, oh man, they, it, was, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. And, and I'm telling you, I don't know how many games they won last year, but I'm telling you, they're going to win more this year. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about Casa Grande and particularly that camp we had. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is players helping players. I got an opportunity this weekend uh, to spend some time with some good friends. Uh, Daryl Clack, uh, former uh, ASU tailback, drafted by the uh, those Dallas Cowboys. I uh, went down there and played with uh, with some people that I, you know, I, I played a lot of ball against, uh, particularly, um, you know, Daryl got a chance to play on the team. Uh, and I think that I'm pretty sure Daryl was backing him up because he's one of the greatest to ever played a game. Uh, Tony Dorsett was the uh, starting tailback when uh, Daryl got there, drafted in the second round. But let me just say this. You know, sometimes you can get caught up in a situation whereas it's not that you're not a real good football player. Sometimes you get caught up in a situation where you're competing against one of the greatest of all times. And to be in a situation where you're the person that's expected to go in in case the greatest of all times goes down, that in itself says something about, you know, your talent. Not only that, hell, I was a next to the last pick in the National Football League. I was, I was the, the, the draft pick. I think I was 337. And I was the next last pick when we had 12 rounds. Daryl Clack was a second-round draft choice of the Dallas Cowboys. That tells you the kind of football he played at ASU. That, sh- that tells you the kind of potential that he has. Because when you have a player on a team and someone's backing him up. I'm, I've always been of the opinion that I'm not looking for the, the position production to decrease because somebody else has to step in because somebody is not able to perform. I expect it to be the same or for it to raise. I know that other person supposedly was better than you, and that's why they were started. They were starting instead of you, but guess what? You're getting a chance. Sometimes when people are starting, they get comfortable. And sometimes they just don't give their maximum effort at all times. So therefore, it's a chance for a person to get in the game to just take it to a whole nother level. And that's that's that was my approach, and that's the way I played the game. Um, unfortunately for Clyde, Tony Dorsett didn't miss football games. He, he didn't get hurt. He played. Uh, Tony probably played all maybe, I think, 12 years in the National Football League. Uh Definitely one of the greatest of all time, an inductee in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but Daryl is back here in the Valley now doing some work, and, and he's uh, doing everything he can to help the next generation of professional football players excel so that the product will not be compromised. The product will be as good, if not better, than what the fans are currently seeing. And so that's why if you work to improve the talent, it'll get better. People have potential, but how many people ever live up to that potential? And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure by being there, assisting them in the development, that they live up to the expectations and to that potential. 888-346-9144. Sure, you can call me. Today, the lines are going to be open. Anybody wants to call, whatever you want to talk about, I'm going to do the best I can to answer that. But what I'm talking about right now is players helping players. As I told you who those, some of those players were, of course, I mentioned J.D. Hill. 
Uh, I mentioned Daryl Clack, of course, who's responsible for everything. I also mentioned my good friend uh, Skip McClendock. McClendock was there. Uh, I also mentioned uh, McClendon. I'm sorry, Skip McClendon was there. Um, Marshawn Graves, uh, of course, myself, um, Bruce Hill, and uh, and Rodney Dillard. So um, I saw a couple young men out there. I, I saw potential out there. Now, I wasn't recruiting for the Ohio State University. But here's something that I, I, I said to one of the coaches, and I'm not going to say what coach I said it to. Uh, but I'm going to say uh, I, I had an experience when I was a high school player. I was a junior in high school. I had started my sophomore year. I played varsity as a freshman, started my sophomore year, uh, was competing to start at both wide receiver and corner, dislocated my shoulder in the first preseason game, which then a decision was made by the coaches that I would only participate on the offensive side of the ball, would not play on the defensive side of the ball. So played that entire season, you know, have have a pretty good season. I think we, we lost the last game of the season against that team, the Maslin Tigers, um, you know, it'd be something like 20 to 15, literally on the, probably the last or next to the last play of the game, they scored like a 50-yard touchdown pass and won the game. Oh, nope, they, that was not me. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, the next year I go back, you know, and of course I'm back in high school as a junior now, and I'm looking forward to being the starting corner and wide receiver. Um, and posi- my position is um, the same, playing corner. And uh, and on the offense, I'm playing a, a flanker now instead of a wide receiver. I'm playing a flanker, and the flanker gets the option, the opportunity at times to run the ball as well. And, and they thought I had the ability to do that and wanted to add me to the running game but not put me at tailback. So I did that. But about, oh, probably, a, a, you know, a couple games into the season, the coach comes to me, and and he asked me, he said, Ray, I, I want to I have a conversation with you, uh, you know, I want to ask you if you would agree to do something. And it was interesting because I had never had, I've never had that kind of experience. When a coach is going to come to a player and actually ask him to do something, and and the player actually have the option of saying yes or no. Never had, I, I never experienced anything like this in my life. And so he asked me, he says, what I like to do is, you know, I like to move your position. I know you're not going to be happy about it, but we really need you, and we need you to, to move to this position. He wanted me to move to outside linebacker, and what he wanted me to do is he wanted me to move because particularly there was a team that we were going to play in the last game of the season, the Maslin Tigers, um, who had a, a play that they ran, and, they, and you know, with this play, they were able, actually able to run the ball down people's throats. And it was an off-tackle play, and we had a defense with all, uh, where the outside linebacker actually had to cross the face of the tight end, get down in that, you know, you know guard-tackle gap, you know, maybe, you know, even, you know, yeah, guard-tackle, you know, Cross the tight end's face and make it down to that guard tackle gap. Because, you know, and, and sometimes it was even off tackle because they had a big fullback, Harmon. I don't know his first name. It'll come back to me. Is the guy that they were looking for me to be able to stop him. They knew that play was going to come. 
They had been running it very successfully throughout the year, and it was early in the year, but they knew that was their bread and butter play. So I'm, you know, it's the coach who's asking me this, and he said to me one thing. He said, I will promise you that next year I will move you back to corner. And so I, I you know, I'm, you know, what could I say? Now the coaches do There's two lessons here that I want everybody to make sure you get here. One, the coach is asking me to do something for the team. And he's doing something for the team. But at the same time, he's doing something for the team. It could compromise me because I'm not going to be an outside linebacker in college. I'm going to be a corner. And schools have already started looking at me because although I didn't play corner last year, I played wide receiver. I did extremely well, but they knew that I could play corner, but my shoulder was hurt. So they're expecting me, and I start off playing two or three games at corner, playing pretty good, and, and so now they're expecting me to still be at corner. But what I did not know is I didn't really know how that was going to work for me. And, and, and I really just started thinking about these things, you know, recently as I'm working on a book with a friend of mine. Shout out to Andre Hardy. Andre is a former teammate of mine with the Philadelphia Eagles, big running back, big running back. And so what the coach does is, you know, he puts me in this position. Now I'm going from corner to linebacker. The corner probably in a defense is the least physical position, depending on the corner, but, but consistently they're the least physical guys on that side of the ball. You don't expect them to be your most aggressive players on that side of the ball uh you know prime time you know Dion told you, you got to make a couple business decisions when you play corner no other position that you play do you have that option you don't get that option you don't make business decisions <laughs> you make plays you make tackles the corner gets you know every now and then he can make a business decision and so I moved the corner from corner to linebacker and when I moved to linebacker of course, the linebackers are the most aggressive people on the defensive side of the ball. They have to be. The linebackers are the kind of guys that when you get in a fight, you want a linebacker with you on the field or off the field. If you're going to fight, you want a linebacker with you. A linebacker is the, the type of individual that he runs towards contact. He has to initiate. He has to be the aggressor. He can't sit and wait on anything. He sees it. He goes and gets it. He runs through people to get to the man who has the ball. He has no regard for his body. He sacrifices his body. The, another person on the field who does that many times is a fullback. A fullback normally in high school is also a linebacker on defense. So that, you know, one of those things that I picked up of the many things I picked up from the linebacker position is you have to be nasty as hell. You just got to be nasty. And it's contact every play. And so the corner, you know, I might not, you know, there's a corner ball might get thrown your way a couple plays in high school. The run might come your way a couple times in high school. But, you know, if it gets you, if your team is good, you shouldn't be making a lot of tackles. You know, so you, it may not be a lot of – you've got a wide receiver. He, he's not trying to block you. So none of that stuff is, is, is going to happen. So, 
So what are you what are you thinking about? As a corner, you're just relaxing. But when you're a linebacker, you're thinking about hitting something and somebody. That's what I was taught as a linebacker. And then you know what my coach did after I did? I kept my word. No, I did what he asked me to do. He kept his word. In the next year, he now has a linebacker playing corner. See? See how that benefited me? You make a sacrifice for your team, and in the long run, it'll pay off for you. That's what happened. So I want to talk about what I said to one of those coaches up there. I just wanted to lead it off that way. You hear the music, we're going to take a break. You listen to Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me, players helping players. That's a discussion I'm having with all of you out there who's listening. It's kind of one way right now, but you're welcome to join the conversation. 888-346-9144. I'll continue to entertain you if you don't call in. Um, I just, you know want to continue to talk about this about because it, it, it was something that I saw that took me back to my days. And uh, what I'm getting to is I was sharing that information about how my coach asked me to make a sacrifice for the team. And I was willing to, and I did. I'd never did anything like that before. I didn't know if anything like that had ever happened before. 
As a matter of fact, when, when the coach moved me, it, see, I had been moved before. I actually came into high school as a quarterback. The next thing I know, I became a wide receiver. They did not ask me. I don't recall, ever recall them asking me if I wanted to move the wide receiver, but it worked out. I moved the wide receiver. I was starting, and, and you know, it worked well for me. The next year, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a junior, and, and I'm going, looking to go forward to going back to corner uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, th- that happens. Um, and uh, next thing I know, they then ask me to move to outside linebacker. And, and, and I do, and I, and I pick up uh, one of these, um, I guess it's, it's, it's a, a mentality in the sport of aggression at the linebacker position that now is a part of my DNA. So I now am a corner who is now playing, uh, I'm now I'm a, a, a linebacker inside. And I'm now playing corner. So I'm very aggressive and I'm very physical. And, and, and what I want you to understand out there is there's times when you have to put yourself aside and you have to do what's best for your team. And in the long run, it'll benefit you. It'll help your team. And it'll also benefit you. That's why it's called team instead of I. It's team. It's not I. It's team. We as a team. I like the young fellas nowadays saying, you know, my teammates. I like that. It sounds a little corny, but I like that. My teammates, this, my team. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's about the team. And so when I made that sacrifice and I moved to linebacker, and then the next year, I'm going back to corner, and I'm just an aggressive corner. And then, of course, my senior year, I'm even a more aggressive corner. And, of course, it leads to me getting a scholarship to go down and play at the Ohio State University. And, and because I had been a linebacker that was very aggressive, I played the corner position at Ohio State very aggressive, which then it revealed to the pros that I was such an aggressive corner that I probably could be a very aggressive, strong safety, which is almost, you know, quasi-linebacker sometimes. But, uh, you know, you got that mentality because you're going up against some big people and you run to seek contact. You're not running from contact. You're running to the ball, towards the ball. All, you know, it's just, you know, ugh, it's crazy. And so that all played off. And, played, you know, it, it paid off for me. And so what I'm saying is when we were there this past weekend, 888-346-9144, if you want to call in, uh, I saw some players. And I shared this information with some of the coaches there. And the point that I'm saying, I bet not just me, but you had those other pro ball players over there too. Clack was there. Skip was there. JD was there. Mershon was there. Uh, Daryl was there. Brother Hill was there. And I bet you they saw some people that on this current roster, they were in a position. But as they evaluated the skill set of that person, it probably would be better for that person long term to move to a position. Now, sometimes what you do is when you have a program and your program's not doing well, there's some things you want to do to improve the program's reputation. Certainly a pre-development of a premier player 
will improve the perception of the program. That's a chance where a coach might have to make a sacrifice and say, for the reputation of this program, which then could improve the talent that comes in, the records haven't been that great. What we're going to do is we're going to make some wholesale changes and we're going to put some people in positions that other people might think they shouldn't be in, but we know they could excel in these positions. I was 6'1", 180 pounds, playing corner. We had guards that were 5'10", 170, 175. Offensive guards. I'm 6'1", 180, wide receiver, wing back, and corner. Linebacker on the other side, the defensive side of the ball. Linebackers probably 5'11", you know, 175. Maybe 180. Linebacker, middle linebackers, 165. The point is, you look at the athletic talent of these individuals and think about what their potential could be long term. And a coach might make a decision. Sometimes he's going to do what's best for the team. Sometimes he's going to do what's best for the player. But ultimately, it is going to benefit the program. And that's what I, I really like when you have coaches that are willing to say, you know what, my job here is to win ball games, but more importantly, it's to help to develop these young men to their fullest potential. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the time out and I'm going to take a call. I believe we have Darius on the line. Oh, hey, Darius. How you doing there? I'm doing good, Ray. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm doing wonderful. Saturday was outstanding, huh? Yes, it was. I'm listening to your show. Uh, I mean, we talked about it um, after the camp, and now just listening to you, I wanted to kind of just reiterate what you said about players helping players. Yes. Sport Metric, me and Daryl have been doing this now about a year, and I think um, the players helping players has been the best part of our program because it's giving the student-athletes an opportunity, as you saw Saturday, to come out, ask questions without fear, without anything of your motivation, your encouragement, all help those kids to open up and listen, look and listen to you. And that, to me, did more for those kids than any autograph sessions we held. Just that opportunity to meet with you guys, talk with you guys, be encouraged and motivated by all of the former athletes out there, it really did everything we expected it to do for those young people. And, you know, Sportmetric couldn't be more happy. And, 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 and Darius, I, I want to commend you and Clack for doing that because, you know, again, many times when, when you have people uh, that are quote-unquote celebrities that have accomplished things in the entertainment field because sports is entertainment, and, and when you when they talk about themselves or their experiences, it sounds like they're bragging. But I, I don't care. I really don't care right now. I'm not bragging. But what I want to do is I just want people to understand that I was one of those kids myself. And, and I remember the fact that if I met somebody who actually, met, you know, sometimes these things we see on TV, that's a fantasy. I can't touch right. that person. Does that person, person really even exist? When it's on TV, we, some people think it's real. Some people don't. You don't know. If you've never seen anybody that's on TV who's done that, you can't really look at them 
and like, you know, size them up yourself to say, hey, guess what? I saw Daryl Clark. He wasn't that big. I could probably play running back for the Dallas Cowboys, you know? You know, yeah. I, you know yeah. I saw I, I saw Mershon Graves. Man, I, you know, I was taller than he was, you know? I, I saw Ray Ellis, you know? Oh, man, he said he was 6'1", 180 when he was in high school. And so I just think that that goes such a long ways when a person actually gets to see, feel, touch, and have a conversation with somebody who's been there and done that. No disrespect to the coaches because all the coaches haven't had a chance to play at that professional level. So the guys, you know, they don't think their coaches don't know anything. Of course they know their coaches are contributing a lot to the development of, of, of their skill sets. But when they see somebody who's played, I'm saying, I've been there. I was that kid. I know what that means for that kid. And that's why I was so happy that you guys had us out there and we had a chance to inspire those kids. I hope we did. You did. And you know when you, what you just said? Um, you remember when you first walked up and I was running them through a drill. Um, I hope all coaches would listen to this show because I'm going to be definitely put the plugs out there for them because I'm going off for, you know, what I know. But when you added that twist to it that, hey, here's a little bit of move you can help yourself to make by, you know, so that you don't slip. I was not going to tell them that, and no coach at the high school level has ever told me that because none of them that coached me played professionally. When you gave them that little hip movement, I thought that's what we can't do. That's the beauty of being out there with you guys. The other thing I want to tell you is uh, we put a few pictures on um, Facebook, and one of your pictures speaks more words than we could talk on this radio show. It's you down in your defensive back position showing a kid the stance. And that right there said an awful lot. Because looking at that picture, looking at me being there, seeing how intense those kids' eyes were on you, I noticed a later picture from one of the kids who came out there when he really didn't have the stance. But after your explanation, I ran through another picture, and I uh, put that out there too. This kid had the same stance that you were displaying. And that's what can't always be taught um, by, you know, someone like me, the novice, but someone with your experience just talking about where to place your hips, where to place your feet from the split, these things. It was valuable to them. So, yeah, we definitely appreciate it, and I definitely want to – actually, what I like to do is bring kids on the radio. Oh, we're going to do uh, that. We're, we're, we're going to do that. As a matter of fact, Darius, what I'm going to do is uh, I've got to take a break here, but I want to hold you on the line. Uh, we're going to take okay. this break because we're going to come back because we're going to talk about bringing these young men uh, into the studio or having them call in just like you are now so they can share the other aspect and the experience of being a high school and a college athlete. And that is sometimes you've got to be the one who answers the questions when the mic is put in front of you. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take the break right now. I'm going to bring my friend Darius back with me after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me today? Players helping players. It's just something you have to do. It's, it's in your heart. It's not hard for you to do it all. But I tell you what, it's such a gratifying experience. I was away for a little bit, got back to it. Uh, my man, Daryl Clack, had a camp this past weekend out there in uh, Casa Grande, and uh, it was at the high school of uh, Vista Grand High School, uh, Daryl's company, uh, Sportmetric, was, of course, uh, putting the camp on, and, and, and Daryl's partner, Darius, is called in now. And, and Darius, uh, you know, I, I just want to say this, man. I, you know, <laughs> one, one of the, uh, the gentlemen out there said I had more grade than he had, so, I, I, you know, I'm laughing at myself. But, but at the same time, it's one of those things whereas when you, you walk back on the field, and you smell the grass, and you see these young men. Now, here's what I hope. I, I hope that that when coach has, you know, a difficult time with practice, and, and when they're down low, that he could bring in those guys and call them in, and ask those guys, you know, could you do me, you know, one favor, and can you look back? On that day, that summer day when it was 100-something degrees and those guys, former NFL players, came in. And you know that energy you had then? Give that to me now, man. That, that's what I need from you guys. Because I'm telling you, I, I know. I saw it, I, I saw some little guys out there. Like you said, the stance was one thing, but the effort level 
you know, it, it it accelerated. It went up, you know. I tried to get them pumped up a little bit, you know, get their DBs, get ready to go against the, the offense, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, football is one of those games, one of those games you definitely have to play with emotion. And if you're prepared mentally, then I, I think there is no doubt that your game will rise because that emotion, that adrenaline would just take you to another level. But those young men, they, they came and they were excited. I thought they gave an exceptional effort. And, and, I, and I hope the coaches could appreciate that we were only trying to support them. And, and certainly we were not trying to be disrespectful. But I'm going to tell you, I saw a couple guys out there that if the coaches, and I was talking about this maybe before you got on, if the coaches were willing to make a couple decisions that would probably benefit the athlete, maybe more than it would the team, but it would certainly benefit the program because there's some size and potential and athletic ability that if a couple of those young men were moved to different positions, they could find themselves in some Division Two and Division One schools and maybe even play on Sundays. So I, I don't know if the coaches are, are willing to go that far, but I tell you what, I, I, I would like to have a conversation with a couple coaches about a couple guys that I saw that had some potential down there. Now, I don't think the record's been that good the past few years, uh, but, but the effort has been there. Am I correct? Oh, definitely, definitely. This is our, this is our second camp with them, and uh, Coach Stewart has been excellent at that. And as a matter of fact, um, I, I definitely will send you the date that we're going to meet to debrief about what we did on Friday and Saturday. And I'm sure that uh, Coach Stewart and his team would, would really welcome your input because he's been really receptive to us coming out there. And with you guys increasing to what we did last year, it only turned that program up a notch. And like you said, some of my pictures show you conversing with some of the kids after the play, I don't know if you remember the one young man that really did good coverage and then hurt his knee. You walked off to the side and really talked to him about how he did a great job on the route. Um, you also said a lot of what you're saying now. I remember hearing you say it out there that, hey, you know what, you guys have some talent. be good for some people to come down and see you. There's a lot of positive messages that, um, that I'm going to be contacting the school shortly, like today, and trying to get some of the kids to, you know, do exactly what we discussed. Call in and share their experience working with you. Yeah, and I, I'm going mean, to tell you. you this, well, I'm going to tell you, Darius, there, there's a lot of games that can be won on effort. And, and that's what you want to see from some, some of your kids is, is the effort. See, if the effort is there, you can make plays. If the effort mm-hmm. is not there, you know, if you got a, you got a, a, an outside linebacker or a defensive end on one side of the ball and the ball, run, the ball goes away from him and he never chases the ball down, he, he doesn't have a chance to make a tackle. But if he's willing to put the effort in, somebody's going to turn that play back and the guy's going to try to cut it back and he's going to be there to make some plays, make some tackles. The, the wide receiver who's willing to go down the field and, and block 20 yards down the field. A lot of times games can be won with effort. It's not always the best team, but it's, it's the team that's going to put forth the best effort because just human nature, sometimes you may have a bad day at the office. You know, it's just, it's one of those days where you just could have a bad day at the office, and that's why they call them upsets. There's no way one team was supposed to beat the other, but, but because one team decides that I'm going to put forth all the effort I possibly can, 
And some of those guys, it may be on special teams. Some of those guys, it may be on situation defense. Some of those guys, it may be situation offense. Some of those guys, it may be a player too because you're spelling somebody because they're tired. After all, we live out here in Arizona. So, you know, maybe you got two platoon. But I'm going to tell you, if it's the effort, you can't measure a man's heart. That's just like, you know, I'm never going to stop saying it. Uh, Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches I ever had. At each level, you can have coaches that are the best at that level. At the collegiate level, you know, he, well, I had two. So position coaches, I had Nick Saban and I had Pete Carroll. So I guess, yeah, he's one of the best, those two, you know. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, one thing about Pete, Pete demanded effort. He, he, He pushed you, he pushed you beyond any, any goal you had in terms of, I can only do this. He, he was going. That was where you were going to start. Where you thought you would finish at is where Pete wants you to start at. He was just going to push you that far. And it's one of those things where if you start practicing like that, it becomes second nature. And I look at Pete, and, and I have one problem with Pete, and Pete won't admit that he called the wrong damn play in that Super Bowl because I tell you what, Mershon, uh, you know, the beast, if, if, you give it to, if you give it to the beast, and right. you can't measure his heart, that energy that he has. I don't care what statistics say. And that's what I'm saying about these young men. I don't care what statistics say. I don't care what measurables say. If these men in their heart and their effort shows up on a field one day, they're going to win some games that you guys don't expect that they can win. And if the mm-hmm. coaches allow them to do that and just, and just tell them, guys, just give me maximum effort all the time. Everybody run to the ball all the time on defense. On offense, everybody, after you made your block, get up, go down the field, block somebody else, and on effort, you guys can win some ball games. And I, that's the kind of energy I wanted to bring to these guys just to put out some effort. If you know your plays and you put forth some exceptional effort, you can make some exceptional plays. And I think you guys are going to get that on some of your guys. So, so when is training camp going to start for these guys? we got two minutes. When are they going to go in and start practicing for the season, upcoming season? Um, we'll have to call back in on your show. I'll get with the coach and let him know. Uh, find out from the coach, and then we'll call back in on the show and let you know. And we'll also have some of the kids uh, share some testimonials on what they thought about. Well, as I said, I told you that's what we're going to do. Uh, I told you before we went to break, there's another aspect. I believe in the full development of the student-athlete. You know, I think that we need to put just as much resources towards the development of the human being and what he is going to be long-term as we do in the athletic side. As a matter of fact, my company, Pro Sports Legacy, that's exactly what we believe in. Just to just put an equal amount of resources into the athletic and the human development uh, side of the person, I mean, the, uh, the a- education and the human development as you put in the athletic side. Because, you know, they get all kind of resources to help you become a better football player. But what about a better yeah. person? What about an articulate young man who is able to share what's in his mind with those out there? Hey, listen, why don't you do this? We got about a minute left. So, Darius, if, if there's a website that you guys have or a number you can call for sports metric for anybody who wants to reach you or Daryl, you can give that information out because after that, I'm going to have to close the show out. Sounds good. Our Facebook page is Sport Metric. It's two words, Sport Metric. You can like us on Facebook. You can also take a look at our website at sportmetric.us. And if you'd like to call Sport Metric, you can call 602 545 
Okay, hey, Darren, thanks. Thank you very much, Mr. Ellis. Man, and thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys had me out there. I look forward to coming back next year out there and working with those kids at Vista Grand High School in Casa Grande. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.